the whole conservative liberal split doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It's the mm-hmm. same coin of two different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. I want to imagine a different political future. So when when I am voting this this fall, when I when I go to early vote, it's I'm voting for this potential, this possibility. Nice. Yeah. I'm voting for liberation. Mm-hmm. And so I want to I want to help people get out of the binary of conservative, liberal, red and blue, and and invite people into the language of liberation. Let's vote our liberation. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. What up, folks? This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. I am here uh, with our producer, Andrew Morgan. And we are in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, at the home of Dr. Robin Henderson and their partner. And uh, this is going to be a fantastic, fantastic podcast tonight. Reverend Anna Galladay is sitting over across the table from me. Uh, And uh, the two of them are going to talk to us about their work. Uh, We're going to talk about voting. Uh, we're going to talk about a red, being in a red state um, as progressive people, uh, and how what that looks like and feels like, and 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 what the what the priorities might be, right? So so let's dive in, um, and uh, why don't you introduce your work to us first? I think that's a really cool way, place to start because y'all are doing some really really good work um, around the idea of um, of what it what theology looks like as an activist. Mm -hmm. And I think that's powerful. Well, first let me say, let me just welcome you to La Casa de Somarica, where we believe in um, the flourishing of all bodies. Mm -hmm. And not not everybody's house can say that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but this is La Casa de Somarica where -hmm. where everybody should flourish. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad to have you at the front porch where we shared an amazing meal. Yes. And now sipping on a little bit of Uncle Nearest Bourbon. After the churros. After the churros. Yes. Yes. I shouldn't have said that. Now my wife knows I ate a churro. <laughs> but, <laughs> so what, what do you want to say about our work? We, we, have, we have this great collaborative project. Uh, a couple years ago when I left the Bay Area, when I left my faculty post and I landed in Nashville, I was searching what am I going to do as a public theologian? Mm-hmm. I had been on the road for many years and um, still continue to travel, though in COVID life, everything is online. And one one weekend day in July, I just reached out to my comrades and said, hey, I have this chance to launch my scholarship. Will you join me in conversation about what that looks like? And then let's share a meal. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me... The Activist Theology Project, and 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 I would love to hear sort of your reflections on this, but the heart of ATP, the Activist Theology Project, is a politics of togetherness, or in conjunto, uh-huh. that we live in a world that is fragmented and divided mm-hmm. by politics and policies and unhealthy attachments and relationships that don't encourage togetherness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say togetherness, I mean um, where our differences are present right. and we can still get along and love one another. Right, 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 right. And so 
at the heart of ATP is this politics of incojunto, mm-hmm. this togetherness. And and we try to model that with one another and then try to share that with the world. Mm-hmm. So we have a podcast called the Activist Theology Podcast. We create curriculum and resources for people, for churches, for communities. It's not all religious based. Um, and, and we have an amazing team that partners with us, with me, in trying to live out this vision of midwifing hope and possibility. Mm, mm. Well, what more would you add to that? Because you, you have a, a better way of distilling this work. I'm, I'm more clumsy with it. I don't know that I would say you're clumsy. I would say that you're, the passion that you have for it is, is really what gets us all through the work. Mm. I, I mean, I, as a white, straight, cisgender um, human in a work that is that embodies togetherness like I come at this really recognizing what my privilege is in this space and I think that Dr. Robin and our other colleagues in in ATP as uh, as white passing curators of this work we recognize that our work is largely centered around Um, the dismantling of supremacy culture in this world, but we are also primarily talking to white folks and the people who in the work are, in some cases, the most problematic. Mm -hmm. And so our our goal and our, our hope in this is to shift narratives and to really embody and exercise this understanding of togetherness in a way that not just reconciles the trauma and the harm that's been caused to people that don't look like me Mm -hmm. over the course of generations, Mm -hmm. but also to steward a a new understanding of what theology and um, capitalism and politic Mm -hmm. can look like Mm -hmm. in in today's climate. Um, One really great example of that is the way that we structure our financial model in ATP. I mean, it's no secret to anyone that has an NGO or works in the nonprofit field that, you know, we we all have to in some way make money in this work in order to continue to have an organization thrive and, and, and move in the world. Um, but we recognize really clearly that we are white people, and, and Robin is a trans queer Latinx, white passing, who are doing intentional work mm-hmm. and, and, and monetizing it mm-hmm. in a way that um, some people might find um, un- uh, icky or... Um, because we've yet to abolish money. Because we've yet to abolish money and we've yet to abolish supremacy culture, mm-hmm. which, you know, furthers our, you know, need for a capitalist undergirding. The Activist Theology Project has a, a model of um, monetization that I think could really could really change the way that we look at um, at making or or soliciting capital capital in this work. And right. that's that you know, we take 25% off the top of every single contract we get. We bill a contract. Any one of us works, mm-hmm. speaks. Mm-hmm. We we write curriculum. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And 
off the top of that income goes directly back to black-led organizations here in Tennessee. Very intentional. Um, we want the money to go to the places that are that that are need of the fuel, mm-hmm. the fuel for possibility and the fuel for um, generative trauma-based revitalization. And we do that because we value relationship. Correct. And and it, this is this is not a transaction. Mm-hmm. This is about right, right. I- investing in relationship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At an yeah. organizational level. Right. Yes. Right. And then at the end of our our um, kind of contract where each of us will make whatever money we make off of said gig mm-hmm. um, we have all agreed to put back into the organization what we are very intentionally calling a reparations tax um, we believe that the organization has the possibility to do good work in the world. We recognize that there are reparations that are needed mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. And if the organization continues to have the money to do so, we will continue to put the money back into the work of BIPOC people in, the, in, in this country. And so not only are we doing the work in a way to steward this dismantling and and you know decolonializing um, in the, the challenges that we've seen in this country, but we also are individually kind of paying back into what we believe has been problematic, you know, over the course of of our of the generations before us. It's trying to model if we're going to exist in this capitalistic framework. Mm-hmm. It's trying to model a different way to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not taking it all. We're trying to share it. Yeah. And we're trying to distribute it. Mm-hmm. And if the organization can hold a portion of that, mm-hmm. then we can do more with the organizational funds. Right. So, you know, I can hear the naysayers, right? And I'm sure you do, right? Um, saying this is not how you build work a company an institution you know how however whatever words you want to use for it um and that it's not sustainable have you thought about sustainability and what that looks like um whose definition of sustainability leroy yeah i mean that's the question i mean you know we i mean you know you know my history i mean i'm a 20 year old or a 20 year corporate Mm -hmm. vet who left corporate america you know six years ago Mm -hmm. to enter the ministry and to enter not non-profit work because it was this concept of um you know she, he, they who who get the biggest get, mm-hmm. um, yeah. get Absolutely. the biggest get, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know this these these words, um, sustainability, right. you know, um, you know, financial equity, um, you know, an, an ability to you know further our mission mm-hmm. and our vision mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are terms that are held in um largely in white spaces that that have that have entangled and handcuffed and Mm -hmm. bound people in a way that that make them think that that the world has to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and yeah sure we've got naysayers sure we have people that push back on us 
do we think about sustainability from a standpoint of we want to keep doing this work a really long time? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But not from a standpoint of what does, you know, we're, I mean, are we going to balance the budget? Yes. Are we going to, you know, stay in the black mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. much as possible? Right. Yes. Right. But, you know, it, it's not a be all end all mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of capitulate to mm-hmm. this understanding of what an NGO is supposed to look like. Right. Because right. quite frankly, the work of activist theology is to thwart the systems <laughs> right. that have put us in this situation where in systems first, need to be thwarted yes, in the first place. Yes, yes. yes. So... I mean, I like, I love the idea that relationships are the driver of this and that you're modeling that in your whole structure, right? And, and, and maybe that is, maybe that is the way, maybe that is the way, right? That relationships becomes, become the things that, um, that move you forward. Well, and, and I think that I have been a part of, a fair amount of denominational LGBT nonprofits mm-hmm. that have worked for the full inclusion of LGBTQ mm-hmm, persons, mm-hmm. and the 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 money that was fundraised in in these organizations was not relationship based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was I'll give you five hundred dollars to do this. Mm-hmm. Transactional. Transactions. Right, right, right. And I was very clear that if I was going to be a part of any kind of harnessing social capital in this moment, um, it had to be based in relationship. And it had to be based with white folks who are ready to get a little bit uncomfortable with their pocketbook. Because if if white folks are not feeling it, mm-hmm. then they're not going to be able to engage in the work that mm-hmm. we're doing, mm-hmm. which is about composting supremacy culture. Mm-hmm. 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 We want to transform mm-hmm. the world. And we're trying to start very intentionally with our lead team and with our funders. Right. I, I, man, I mean, y'all, I. Is Leroy I, Barber speechless? It, 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 like the questions, I, it's part of not, it's not speechless. It's like excitement um, around the idea. Y'all have my wheels turning, right? Around the idea that you can build into the very like ethos of what you're, what you're creating, Right. If this is if this is about activism and theology, then built into your organization is activism right. and theology, right? Like right. that is like well, and that is crazy. Girl. And myself as a theologian trained as one, I believe all theology is ethics. Mm-hmm. So if our practices are not reflecting our values, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. And so. I want to build with my team a kind of ecosystem that prioritizes our va- our shared values, yeah. Yeah. which priority is composting supremacy culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and unhinging from the tyranny of whiteness. Wow. That's good. And so it has to be 
the value or the priority of relationships mm -hmm. has to be at the top of yeah. that. Rob, Rob, I don't know if you remember, but when I first started this work I'm in, um, in the United Methodist, I asked you a question. We were somewhere together and I said, Hey, I'm struggling with the understanding of inclusion and it not including race. And I don't know how to bring those two things together. I mean, you know, I'm out in the Northwest yeah. and where it's predominantly white. It's predominantly white. There's like five black people. Right. And right, two Latinos. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and they're migrating to California. Right. But it's but 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 the the space I'm in says is fully inclusive. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm going. I, I don't feel included. And you really like you're you're a, like what you're doing with what the work that y'all are doing right here. Really represents kind of who you are, and how you live your life in a way that allows that I, I personally allow me as a black man to go, okay, I can challenge, I can challenge my queer peers around race. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I was, af I was afraid of. Right. Right. But what y'all are talking about here pulls all of that together in a different way. Right. I hope that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I just I just think what you're building is phenomenal. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, invite everyone to give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't forget that activist and theology <laughs> share a tea. <laughs> Activisttheology.com. <laughs> so so y'all know we're on this this tour, huh. um, and uh, the tour started out of. Um, Obviously, voter suppression right. leading to voter apathy, mm -hmm. right? Um, and the apathy that that campaign has actually been successful. The voter suppression that has happened has really made people apathetic. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we've decided to go around the country and at least to try to put like to give folks a little bit of energy back into what voting means. We've been doing swing states, but we're in Tennessee, and Tennessee is not a swing state. Not. It's what they call a safe state, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and you're progressive. It's, not a, it's not a swing state from a presidential mm -hmm. uh, ticket level, but it, down, it, but down ballot, yep. gotcha. down ballot. Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. are possibilities. Nice. So, so I like talk about that. Like, what what does that look like um, in your state? Like maybe highlighting local elections, things like that. What do you do in this space uh, when it comes to dealing with voter apathy in the midst of suppression um, and uh, in, the, in the midst of a space where there's probably POC BIPOC folks who are disillusioned? Yes. There's a lot of that um, on my timelines mm -hmm. that, you know, a um, lot of folks I follow on Twitter are you know joe biden is not the answer mm -hmm. yes um and and so they're just simply not gonna vote mm -hmm. and i i i want to sit with the pain that they're expressing mm -hmm. because i think that what 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 i think a lot of people don't understand is that there has been over 400 years of voter suppression mm -hmm. and 
that long that length of time creates a particular orientation toward politics for the black and brown body person especially the black person and so um you know I don't need to tell you that we live in white racist America. I don't need to tell you that we live in a misogynist country. I don't need to tell you that we live in a patriarchal country. But the thing, the thing that for me um, is important is I want to try to build as many relationships with those who are counted as other to invite them into reshaping the democracy mm. because if we can, and this is moral imagination work, if we can imagine a different kind of democracy, we can make it so. But we have to be willing to imagine it. And, and I think that that is where a lot of people are not, they're not taking that step to imagine it. They're like, fuck this, I'm not gonna vote. Yeah. But, I, but as an ethicist, I'm like, well, well what goods can come from voting? Mm -hmm. um, we, I, I mean, we may not know who is president. Th this may go to the courts. It mm -hmm. probably will. Mm -hmm. um, we're all reminded this is not going to be a peaceful transition. Right. He's made every attempt yeah. to to say that. Yeah. And I think that... And he's stacking the courts. So that right. when a peaceful transition doesn't right. happen, the courts will... Right. Side in, in his, his favor. favor. Right. 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 And I think that... What what I want to focus on now is is the relational work of moral imagination, That's good. because mm -hmm. if we just depend on the ballot box mm -hmm. and we don't exercise our moral imagination mm -hmm. um, and if we don't feel our ancestors at our backs, yeah. we we won't we won't build the kind of democracy that we all long for. Right. Um I don't need another white man in the White House. Right. I I would rather get, you know, an atheist, you know, brown person to be in that office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But but we don't, as a collective democracy, as a collective culture, we don't have that imagination to even imagine that possibility. So I I want to I want to try to invite people into the space of possibility, mm -hmm. because if we can dance in that space of possibility, mm -hmm. we might be able to harness collective action. Yeah. And living in a red state, you know, it's going to go for forty five. Mm -hmm. um, but the the encouragement I have is that we have got black women on the ticket that we are ready to send to the Senate. Nice. Yes. And and the the down ballot races all across the state mm -hmm. are in the favor of those who I mean the whole conservative liberal split doesn't really make a lot of sense to me it's the mm -hmm. same coin of two different sides of the same coin mm -hmm. I want to imagine a different political future so when when I am voting this 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 fall when I when I go to early vote for and vote for Makita Bradshaw for example it's I'm voting for this potential, this possibility. Nice. Yeah. I'm voting for liberation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I want to I want to help people get out of the binary of conservative, liberal, red, yeah. and blue, yeah. and and invite people into the language of liberation. Uh -huh. Let's vote uh -huh. our liberation. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
I think from a practical standpoint, um, and Robin's done a really good job of kind of framing the, the possibility and the dream for what mm-hmm. could happen. But from a practicum standpoint, you know, like they said, Tennessee is going to go red mm-hmm. on the on the presidential ticket mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no way that changes. I mean, I, I, I guess in a radical miracle space. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, no matter how many of us come out for Joe Biden, um, Tennessee is not going to turn blue mm-hmm. on the electoral college map. Mm-hmm. Now, our down ballot races do have possibility. And I think what we have to remember, and I think I think some of the work, so my home is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, and I've been in the streets a lot working with our local organizers a, a great deal. And there's a lot of angst and and disappointment over um, Biden as the candidate that, you know, that 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 they feel stuck with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've done, we've tried really hard to kind of narrate, especially to BIPOC voters who are either voting for the first time mm-hmm. or are coming back to the polls after decades away because they never felt as if their voice mattered until maybe now, um, is that it is actually the down ballot races and your local politics, Mm -hmm. who you're voting for city council, who Mm -hmm. is voting, who you're voting for for your school board, Mm -hmm. who your mayor is, who your sheriff is, Mm -hmm. that are single-handedly changing the trajectory of your day-to-day existence in the world. And as much as we lament and labor over this horrible possibility that 45 could get elected again Mm -hmm. if 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 my friends don't have the capacity to come out and say i'm willing to give biden my vote my answer to them is that's okay that's okay don't feel as as if you have to give biden your vote but please feel compelled Mm -hmm. to give the progressive you know uh city council Mm -hmm candidate your vote Mm -hmm. Um, because when it comes to gentrification and when it comes to food deserts and when it comes to the capacity for you to have um, free internet Mm -hmm. in the inner cities that human or internet at all right internet at all right that human has got your best interest at heart way more than joe biden ever is going to and so a lot of the work that we're trying to do or the vision we're trying to present to people on our podcast and the people we're working with in the streets Mm -hmm. is and, and, that, and that's a luxury we have. Look, I recognize it's a luxury we have in Tennessee where we can actually say, oh, you don't like Joe Biden? Okay, don't vote for him. Vote mm-hmm. for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Not every state can say that. Right. Purple states, right. it's you can't it, say it's that. radically important yeah, right. that we help swing that vote. Right. Um, but at least for us in Tennessee, mm-hmm. we have the capacity to say, look at your local elections mm-hmm. care about local politics mm-hmm. because they will make a difference in your day to day um and then you know go up the chain as far as you as far as your conscience can take you um and if that can take you all the way up to marquita bradshaw for senator right. then then go that far go. yeah and 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 stop whenever you feel like you can't mm-hmm. go any further mm-hmm. that's good that's real mm-hmm. good well, um, that that's that's super helpful, and uh, I feel like uh, I feel like this is a good um, place and ending for uh, our tour because of that perspective. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think that 
that can be helpful, not just here, but for other folks listening in who are in these spaces of I'm not I'm not sure and I can't convince mm-hmm. okay. and I can't convince my friends to, to vote. So yeah. um, so that's helpful. Yeah. How can people how can people get in touch with y'all? Like what? Well, we have a lovely podcast that mm-hmm. we co-host. We do. It drops every week on a Thursday or Friday or sometimes on a Monday or Tuesday, depending on <laughs> Thursday-ish. <laughs> um, it's called the Activist Theology Project, or podcast, Activist Theology Podcast. You can catch it wherever podcasts are, you, where you find your podcast. And then um, we're both on Instagram and Twitter. All the things. You so can find us personally. I'm at Unholy Heretic, and that's H A I R Heretic. Um, Robin's at I Robin, Robin with a Y. And then you can just message us at Activist Theology everywhere. And yeah. it's, it's the same handle was, for everything. It was really cool. Um, this weekend, we got a message, uh, a DM from a listener mm-hmm. who's attending seminary at Fuller mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. And they just wanted to share with us the magazine that they're launching. It's all in Spanish. And and they're launching this magazine to talk about faith and politics in Latin America. Because those things are not combined like, like they are here. Mm-hmm. And so they reached out. I happened to um, answer it. And they were, like, thrilled that mm-hmm. someone would answer their message. So we do answer. We so do. reach out to we us. Do. We'd yeah. love to be in conversation my pedagogy is is rooted in conversation, and so, yeah. however we can be in conversation with y'all, we'd love to do it. Same. Thank you, thank you, and thanks for the hospitality. Yes, the tacos, the churros, uh, the bourbon, all good stuff. Hey, and, the uh, front porch. It's where it happens. And, that's right, and this porch is fantastic. This is what Tennessee's all and, about. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel the love. We yeah. feel the hospitality. Yeah. So thank you. Come back anytime. We'd love to welcome you. Absolutely, absolutely. This is Leroy Barber. This is the Sit Up Podcast. Let's begin. Live life like you know the clock's ticking. On your mark, get set, ready. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin.